0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you
0: covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Hey there, friends. How are you? I'm Chris Mack. This is 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back into another edition as... The Penguins preseason is officially underway, even if the power play has not totally arrived yet. You will hear some of what Sidney Crosby and Mike Sullivan had to say about that power play as I talked to both of them earlier today out in Cranberry and watched a little bit of practice, watched the first preseason game involving all of the big names, which was Thursday night at PPG Paints Arena against the Buffalo Sabres. And there are thoughts. A good amount of thoughts for just one preseason game for the big three plus ek65 as our friend steve mears would call him eric carlson in the fold as well plenty to get to we will get into it over the next 25 minutes or so and thank you again for joining you want to make sure you get the latest episodes of fifth avenue face off as soon as they are ready then by all means In whatever apparatus you use to get your podcast, follow or subscribe to Fifth Avenue Faceoff, whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, or in your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download it today. Search Fifth Fifth Avenue Faceoff and subscribe, like I said, and follow, like, rate, review comment we appreciate all of it of course if you're watching this then you're on youtube the 93.7 the fan youtube page is where you get the latest video editions of fifth avenue face-off as well as fourth down in the steel city and oh mama and all of your favorite 93.7 the fan podcasts which yes again come as video versions as well more often than not so with all of that housekeeping out of the way Hopefully, you are caught up to speed. You have had a chance to watch that Thursday night preseason game at PPG Paints Arena against the Buffalo Sabres, which the Pittsburgh Penguins did win. And maybe, maybe if you're a real hardcore fan, I saw plenty of people out there on Friday morning, you've had a chance to go out and watch practice as well. So you saw them beat the Sabres to 3-1 on Thursday night, like I did. You've perhaps watched them practice a little bit, or at the very least, read the dispatches from various beat reporters about how they've been practicing to this point before they head up now to Nova Scotia for the weekend where they'll have some team bonding activities, Sidney Crosby and Ryan Graves, both excited about going home back to Nova Scotia where they both grew up. You knew that about Sidney Crosby. You may not have known it about newly acquired Ryan Graves, but he grew up in Nova Scotia as well. Um, And getting to play a game up there against the Ottawa Senators, uh, this weekend, in uh, in in what amounts to their backyard, right? So they'll get to play the Ottawa Senators, uh, and in between now and then, they'll hang out. Maybe Sid will play tour guide. Who knows? But let's before we hear what Sid had to say about that and uh, my questions that I peppered him with about the power play. Uh, let's talk about what we did see on Thursday night and. What I saw was, you know how when you first go to a sporting event for the very first time, and maybe you've never seen it live before, you've only watched it on television. Uh, Hockey, I think, is the best example of this. And you realize just how fast that game is, whether it's the NFL or college football or the NHL or even Major League Baseball, right? NBA, college basketball, whatever it may be. You've never been to see a certain kind of sporting event live before. You've only watched it on television. And then you get there to watch it live and you go, wow, this is about a million times faster than I thought it was. Well, that's the effect Eric Carlson has on you, I've learned, watching this game. Because watching Eric Carlson Thursday night was wow, this guy is fast. And this guy, everything he does is a step faster. Uh, Not just is he faster, his breakout passes are harder and faster. His shot harder and faster, quicker release. Everything Eric Carlson does happens at a different rate of speed than you're probably used to seeing if you are a Penguins fan and you haven't been paying that close attention to Eric Carlson over the last few years and maybe this is another thing from real life that we can bring into our observations about the Penguins and this first preseason game with all the big names present you know how sometimes things will happen in life that you don't notice the change happening because you're in there in the midst of whatever it is on a day-to-day basis and then say weeks or months later you go oh my god did you Did you notice how much that's changed? And you don't notice it on a slow progression day by day by day by day. Um, But you look up at the end of it, you're like, wow, that changed a lot. Other people notice it because they're not in the midst of it day to day. And they come around and go, like, for example, if you've lost weight, right? Day by day by day, you don't quite notice it until weeks or months later. You notice, wow, my... My clothes fit different or man, I, I look a little different in the mirror. Other people come up to you and they go, you, you've been losing weight. Okay. The, the analogy here for this is, um, this Penguins team, the changes that have taken place, the, 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 let's just call it what it is. The way they've slowed down over the last few years particularly the older veterans, the core, the big three, right? The core of this team, Crosby, Malkin, Latin, the way they've slowed do- down over the last couple of years, I don't think was evident to our naked eye as fans because we see them 82 times a year. Right. And we've watched them for a decade and a half plus now going on 20 years. And so we haven't noticed how they've slowed down. I mean, we've noticed, but not as m- you just, you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, It hasn't hit us quite as hard, perhaps, as it does when you see them out there on the ice with an Eric Carlson. And you see that Carlson is still at the peak of his powers and still as fast as he ever was. And you go, whew, wow, um, yeah, the guys have lost a bit of a step over the last four or five years, haven't they? When Carlson is skating next to them, you notice it. Now, that's, that's not meant as a knock on Crosby, Malkin, Latang, any other older guy on this roster. It's just meant to say that watching Eric Carlson play hockey, even in practice, opens your eyes to some things. Um, and so that's really, to be quite honest, my biggest takeaways from practice and Thursday night's game against Buffalo. Eric Carlson's freaking fast. I, I, I don't know how to put it in any more eloquent way. I can't. That's why I'm just saying Eric Carlson's fast, man. Um, The one thing I I am keeping an eye on is that, and I noticed it Thursday night against Buffalo, as well as Friday morning in practice, he is having a time adjusting to passes through the neutral zone in particular and entries into the offensive zone, adjusting to the speed of the guys he's playing with and i don't mean greater speed or lesser speed i just mean it's like a quarterback adjusting to throwing to a different set of receivers he's got to learn how to lead those guys where they like to receive the pass same thing goes for Sidney crosby of malkin chris letang uh, ricard raquel everyone else out there on the ice eric carlson is having to adjust to okay where does he like to receive the pass Uh, How far do I have to lead him in this situation? Where is he going to cut maybe differently? And so you've seen a couple of passes eh, not connect between Carlson and either Malkin or Crosby, whether it be Thursday night's game against Buffalo or Friday morning's practice in Cranberry. And that's just going to take time, right? That's just an evolution of playing with somebody more and more and more often and getting those reps in. You'll hear Mike Sullivan allude to that in a little bit when I share uh, his some of his post-practice sound. Um, but it, it's it's something to keep an eye on because Carlson's passes, when he's making a big, long, what Dan Bilesma used to call a stretch pass from back in his deep in his own end, maybe even back near the goal line, coming out of a corner, and he's looking for somebody all the way up over the red line, approaching the offensive blue line. I saw this happen with Malkin in particular on Thursday night gives him a little more cushion, right? It's like, again, the football analogy, a quarterback throwing a Hail Mary. Well, the receiver has a little bit more room to adjust, right? And to run underneath it. And if the receiver has more room to do that because the ball's being thrown farther, same thing happens in hockey. I saw Malkin have to adjust a little bit to some really long stretch passes, but it worked because it was a long stretch pass and Malkin had room to adjust. On shorter passes, especially zone entries between the red line and approaching the offensive blue line on a power play, for example, there's still some misconnections happening there. So, something to keep an eye on as Carlson continues to gain chemistry with his teammates. And something I want to get into when we talk about the power play in just a couple of minutes. But I did want to share with you guys, uh, since I was at practice on Friday morning and did have a chance, along with the rest of the media to uh, ask Sidney Crosby some questions. What Sid was asked about the power play, specifically by me, I kind of peppered him a little bit there at the end of this video that you'll see. And at the beginning, what he was asked about having a chance to go back home and share Nova Scotia, for lack of a better way to put it, with his teammates. Yeah,
2: sounds like it. Uh,
0: no, that will be fun. I didn't think uh, i get the opportunity to, uh,
2: to have everyone um, you know, play at home and you know, experience this, so I'm um, definitely to try to enjoy it. This, this is a, a fairly mixed group in terms of returning guys and new guys. And You guys have done some team bonding stuff in the preseason before.
1: Is this going to yeah. be particularly beneficial given the, the makeup of the
2: team? Yeah, I think so. mean we got a lot of new faces and just to get together and um, Get out of the routine and camp a little bit. <laughs> we haven't been able to, to do something like this for a while, so um, you know some teams do stuff like this every year, and it's nice uh, that it worked out that we could uh, we could do this. And um, you know, obviously, we still got to get ready and still some work to do, but um, you know, cool to be able to to play in Halifax, and I know everyone there is excited. What uh, what what? Even if it were someplace else, what have you taken from the ones in the past? That you're looking forward to, but there's
1: in Sweden and yeah. West Point and different
2: places, man. Yeah, I mean, all those that you mentioned are just good opportunities to spend time together, get to know each other. Um, you know, just have some laughs. And like I said, it's just you know, once you get in the routine of the season, um, you know, mostly you see everyone at the rink a little bit on the road. But um, you know, to have a few days like this,
0: I think uh, it's good for a group. They said that. Uh, Ryan Graves was deployed against your line quite a bit last year when he was in New Jersey just in those experiences, was there anything you were able to discern about his game just seeing him quite a bit with, with the devils? Yeah, I mean he's
2: a big body and uh, takes up a lot of space, especially down low.
0: Um,
2: you know once uh, once he gets a stick on you or wraps you up it's, it's hard to really move so um, you know he uses his body well and defends hard so you know he uses that reach and he's able to, to control guys. Sid, how nice was it to see Jake back out there at least for that first quarter practice with you guys? Yeah, I mean he's been skating for a bit, and sounds like things are going well. And anytime you see a guy join the group, usually it's a good sign. So uh, happy to see him back out there with
0: us. How things feel last night, Sid? uh, Just getting back out there, getting an opportunity to skate a little bit in an actual competitive environment.
2: Yeah, I mean it's good. It's just it's nice to compete against another team instead of your own guys. I mean those inter-squad games and everything with camp um, is one thing but you know game is is totally different so just to get out there compete get some timing um, you know I thought uh,
0: did some good things and sometimes it looked like it was a preseason game but that's all part of it what's the uh, I know you guys aren't putting like a timeline or expectations on it at all but what do you look for to see that there's growth happening in your chemistry on the on the power play I think just opportunities
2: and execution I think that's that's the biggest thing I think. If you get the chances, eventually it's going to go in, and you just want to be executing, make sure that everybody's on the same page, and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, we've got some new faces, are in different positions, and things like that. So I think it's something that you just got to continue to communicate and, and stay patient with it. Um, I think we all have pretty high expectations of our power play when you see, you know, you see the group that's there. I think it's easy to think that, you know, it's just going to happen. You put everyone together, and it's going to look unbelievable. But it takes time, it takes work, and. Um, you know, it's something that we gotta to work towards. So hopefully, with more reps, we get there.
0: To... Can you have to almost train yourself to not be too passive with that much talent out there on the ice because you want to set the other guy up?
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think experience tells you just just to play the way you need to, and plays will come to you. I mean, you don't have to look for guys. Uh, there's Some really good players that know how to find open ice, and you know, if everyone plays the way they know how to, and um, I think those plays just come natural. You don't have to think about it.
0: Learn more at marines.com. So Sid with some interesting takes there uh, on the power play. Most of all, that it will happen naturally, right? That just give us time. He didn't He didn't use that phrase, but I'm, I will paraphrase there and kind of put some words in his mouth that, hey, we're all naturally gifted. We're all naturally talented. If we just go about playing on the power play the way we know we're supposed to play, which is keep the puck moving, high, low, get pucks at the net. It'll come together naturally. The thing I'm worried about from their perspective, the players, as well as from the fans' perspective and the coaching staff's perspective is how long is that leash and how does the leash vary in length between all three of those groups? So you've got the fans. Hey, I'm right there with you. The leash is gonna be really, really short, right? Like the first time they go 0 for five on the power play the first couple of weeks into the season, people are gonna be ready to storm PPG Paints Arena and say, What are you doing? What's wrong with Eric Carlson? Relax, pump the brakes. We don't want the leash to be that short. The players, on the other hand, are gonna have much longer leash, right? They're gonna look at it and say, Well, you know, it takes time. Well, yeah, just relax, you know, it's a long season. We're gonna we're gonna develop chemistry naturally between practice and reps there and in-games. It's gonna take some time. That's too long. Perhaps the leash in the middle is the one that's most important, though, and it's the one that belongs to Mike Sullivan. That leash is gonna have to say, Well, listen, fans, calm down. Relax. tay tay reference there. You need to calm down. Uh, but at the same time, encourage the players. Hey, um, we need to get this going sooner rather than later. The monkey wrench in the middle of all of this is Jake Gensel, who actually took part in the entire, well, not the entire, most of team drills uh, Friday morning in a non-contact jersey. Now, when they went special teams and power play rushes and power play versus PK. He stepped out of that rotation, but eventually he's going to be healthy and back in that rotation. It seems like a whole lot sooner rather than later. That's going to be a whole new set of chemistry that has to develop then on the power play. So as much as everybody wants to see Jake Gensel back, myself included, that'll mean probably Ricard Raquel coming off the power play and then everybody having to adjust to that dynamic as well. Something to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep an eye on here with this power play is something I heard Phil Bork mention on the broadcast Thursday night, something that you'll hear Mike Sullivan allude to this in his response to my question uh, about the power play something that has always been seemingly baked into the DNA of the power play of this organization, whether we're going all the way back to Lemieux and Yager and Francis and you remember the old classic Scott Paulson skit song on DVE, which was shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Um, He made a whole song about it. It's fantastic. Google it. I love Scott. He's a friend. Um, But it was all about the fact that the power play, and this is the mid-90s now, he, we were talking about this, the power play would just pass the puck around the perimeter and they'd look for pretty shots. As Mike Sullivan puts it in this clip you're about to hear, they would try to pass the puck into the net. and. That can still, like I said, be baked into the DNA of the Penguins' power play, unfortunately, from time to time. Any power play, I think, in the National Hockey League. Sometimes you try to get too pretty. And when you've got this much talent out there on the ice, how do you avoid it being too pretty? Uh, The word I used when I asked Mike Sullivan about it on Friday morning was, do you worry about having to encourage your power play to not show so much passivity? He made fun of me for using such a big word and that he would have to look it up in a thesaurus later. We laughed, ha, 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 ha. And then he had this to say, an actual answer about the power play.
1: If we're not careful, I think we we can fall victim. And I I think our power play has always been like this. We've had this conversation with our our guys for a number of years now that, you know, we don't have to pass it in the net. We can shoot it in the net. And so sometimes, uh, you know, the most important aspect of your power play is having a a shooting mindset, and I think when when we've got a, when we've got a group that that's in that mindset and is willing to shoot the puck, uh, nothing breaks coverage down better than the shot on goal. It forces decision making. You know, hesitation might uh, might take place and in that lies opportunity, and I think when that that's when our guys are at their very best, just because they see it and their instincts are so good. So um, I think there's going to be a feeling out process. Uh, we saw it last night in the game. We saw it again today. We had a, you know, 20-minute special team scrimmage out there. And, and one of the reasons why we did it is we're trying to give these guys some reps and just give them the opportunity to go through it. And uh, and we we anticipate, uh, you know, some uh, – a, a little bit of a feeling out process. And, you know, we've got some new people there in, in, in different positions. And so, that, you know, that, that's going to be – a little bit of a process, and we're going we're gonna to try to exercise some patience and go through that. But they've got a good scheme. I think Todd does a great job coaching the power plays. Uh, he gives them a scheme that I think sets them up for success. Um, you know, and, and then my experience once again, when you coach the offense, you've got to be real careful because um, although we're all well intentioned sometimes as coaches, and we, I think we're, we're all victims of this because we care so much, we want to try to help them, but we. We just got to be careful we don't overcoach it and and you know we turn these guys into into a robotic m- motion out there you know they're at their best when they're instinctive and and uh and, and they take what the game gives them so they've got a pretty good scheme in, in my opinion and now it's just a matter of just giving them some reps and letting them go through the process a little bit and you know you could see them having discussions amongst the group themselves and and uh you know, these guys are intelligent guys. They see the game at such a high level. And uh, we want to allow for that process to take place.
0: So there you go. It's baked into the DNA. And it's something that Sullivan will have to keep an eye on. Because when you've got this much talent out there, it can be a problem. Your power play can try to, as you heard him put it there, pass the puck into the net rather than getting the puck on the net, shooting, and then creating that response that he mentioned there. That Will cause confusion for the defensive team in that instance from time to time the penalty killing unit. It can cause confusion. It it can cause whatever it does, it causes a response in the penalty killing unit, right? And it causes them to get out of their structure, their box, their diamond, whatever they may be in a penalty killing unit that you're facing. It forces them to collapse on the net, perhaps leave some things available out high, or wherever the puck may go if there's a rebound. Um and Mike Sullivan's attuned to that. You could tell in his response that he is attuned to keeping an eye on this power play and making sure they don't try to get too pretty. It is something worth keeping an eye on as the preseason progresses and certainly early into the regular season. And again, something to think about once Jake Gensel gets folded back into the lineup, you would think, sounds like, I mean, if he's on the ice in an on contact jersey now taking part in team drills... Uh, I would imagine we're probably only a couple of weeks away from Jake Kensel being held. Is it possible he's back for the opener against the Blackhawks? Sounds like that's a possibility. At least if you look at the timeline, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. It's not impossible. Let's put it that way. He could be back much sooner rather than later. He may only miss a couple of games, if any at all at the beginning of the regular season. So, That chemistry on the power play, Carlson trying to, like a quarterback leading a receiver, figure out where the best place to put the puck is on those zone entries and line rushes into the offensive zone, something to keep an eye on as well. One thing I take away from Thursday night's game to pivot away from the power play and the top line is this third line could be exactly what they haven't had in a third line since peak HBK in 2016 and 17, and I don't know, maybe we'll come up with a cute little nickname for it, maybe we won't have to, maybe they'll just be good enough, maybe they won't be that level, look, there's no Phil Kessel skating on this third line of Lars Eller, Drew O'Connor, and Matt Nieto, but I will say this, there's potential there, Um, there is a, a crafty veteran-like ability to know exactly where to be at all times in Lars Eller's game. And then you've got Nieto, who is constantly, constantly 100 miles an hour. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, Maybe the mustache makes him look faster. It's a hell of an idea. I may grow one myself now, if that's the case, because I could look faster in every single... Anyway. Nieto, Eller, and O'Connor, who you saw score two goals Thursday night against Buffalo, one of them being an empty netter, have the potential to be that kind of third line that can generate offense, again, as you saw Thursday night against Buffalo, but also lock down an opponent's scoring line, whether it's the top line or the second line, depending on who they're playing, and maybe not lock down. That's not the right phrase, but throw up just enough resistance that the opponent's top line, whichever one they're on has a hell of a time just possessing the puck, let alone creating scoring opportunities. That's the kind of energy that O'Connor, Nieto, and Eller bring to the table as a third line. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it develop after watching them skate together Thursday night and then again Friday morning in practice in Cranberry. One final thing I will touch on before I let you guys run, get out of here and enjoy your weekend. Uh, Looking forward to the Penn's trip to Nova Scotia uh for some preseason hockey against Ottawa. Keep an eye on Redeem Zahorna. I mean, I I've been a big fan of Hu- uh a big fan of Big Z. I was going to call him Huge Z for a second there. He is huge. Uh I've been a huge fan of Big Z since he first came to Pittsburgh. Um don't like the fact that he wasn't in the fold last year. Love the fact that they brought him back this year. He's been working on the penalty kill in practice. Um, believe I may have seen him out there for some PK minutes on Thursday night as well. I'd have to double check the score sheet to make sure that that did in fact happen. Well, no, he wasn't in the lineup Thursday night. So apologies. It may have been the previous game against Detroit where I remember seeing him out there on the PK. Here nor there. He was out there on the PK in practice Friday morning and looking really good. He was rotating in on the second line between Riley Smith and Alex Nylander as Genny Malkin's wingers. So those three, Nylander, Smith, and Zahorna were rotating through Malkin's two wings. I love the idea of a knee, and it's nothing against Riley Smith. Um, I think you could plug him in anywhere on that line, but I really like the idea of when you have to going with like a a Nylander, Zahorna, Malkin line. I know you're, you're looking at saying, well, what's Riley Smith here for then? What what, would we trade for him then? Um, I agree. I don't want to put Riley Smith out to pasture. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's think of some other fun cliches we can come up with. Uh, But Zahorna's size and he's got, he can move for a guy of that size. I saw him Friday morning at practice uh, go in on a shorthanded breakaway and absolutely roof one to score on that shorthanded breakaway against the top power play unit, which, by the way, is something to keep an eye on. Guys get behind Carlson, but that's for a different day. Anyway, I really, I need to see Zahorna as a part of this lineup to start the regular season. Even if it's just on a fourth line with Achari and Carter or Achari and whoever, to be quite honest, I I need to see Zahorna in the lineup. I do because that guy's size, it means something. And the fact that he can move well enough with that size to still be a part of the system and to still fit in is something that is encouraging I, i'm glad they brought him back into the fold this offseason zahorna is one to keep an eye on i know you don't want to overextend him too much putting him up there on that second line with malkin and smith but just occasionally give him a bump up there let him skate out there with those guys see what happens and again if he's killing penalties as well as he is in practice against what's supposed to be this otherworldly all-star power play unit well, why not try it in a game anyway That's what I leave you with some thoughts on big Z uh, as we get ready for more preseason action this weekend in Nova Scotia against the Ottawa senators. Uh, And then we'll be after this weekend, just just about a week away from the opener. It's coming up on us quick, but keep it locked right here for all the updates uh, and to catch everything you need to know about the pens as the 2023, 24 season quickly, rapidly approaches. Thank you again for listening and or watching. Make sure you are subscribed. Again, if you like the video version, by all means, click that little notification bell here on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page. You'll get notified as soon as new videos are up, including full episodes of Fifth Avenue Faceoff and uh, however you get your podcasts. Again, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, who am I forgetting? Well, iTunes, of course, or on your odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y it's free download it today make sure you follow or subscribe to uh the podcast and then again you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available which will be quite often once this regular season gets rolling right here we've got it locked in on the pens for you chris mack with fifth avenue face off